Denver Broncos rookie linebacker Drew Sanders. He shined at Broncos rookie minicamp along some other undrafted guys as well and pro tryouts. What does this mean for the Broncos and who do we think makes the team? You'll get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Denver Broncos rookie minicamp wrapped up over the weekend, and now we have a lot of clarity on some players that the Broncos had on the field for tryouts and rookie minicamp. Welcome into a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Thank you so much, Broncos Country, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. And shout out to all the everyday listeners out there. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you get every episode as soon as it's made available. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today. To get started, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos credential reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, my friend, the Broncos rookie minicamp has officially concluded after Thursday, where, you know, you had a physicals. Friday was the first ingrainment, the first installment of it. Saturday, media got to watch and observe practice for its entirety. And then on Sunday, everything wrapped up as well. But hey, the Broncos back on the practice field. Sean Payton wearing a orange visor for the Broncos in his coaching debut in terms of being on the field and us getting to see. I tell you what, it was an eventful weekend. And there's a lot of things we got to grab outside of rookie minicamp, including the flash that is Drew Sanders. Well, it sounds like Drew Sanders, Cody, was the, the, the main talk for everybody at this camp. Like, flying around the field. It sounds like he made a, a pick six with the ownership watching on and all those things, a little infamous story kind of coming out of that. So I'm excited to hear it, Cody. Quite honestly, Drew uh, Colonel Sanders is what I'm going to call him, and I hope that nickname sticks. I think if it, if it does, you can credit us here at Lockdown Broncos, Colonel Sanders with a big rookie minicamp so far. But I'm excited to hear about it because – Quite honestly, he was the one guy that I think from the top of this draft class, the top three picks, a little bit of hesitancy on my part to get super excited. I watched a number of videos on on Drew Sanders. Sounds like coming out of high school, he was like quarterback, tight end, defensive end, defensive back, whatever the team needed him to be. Didn't have a ton of clarity as he went off to the college level initially was recruited to play some, I, I, I was listening to this, is very interesting stuff. Recruited to play some tight end at Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley. They saw him as like a Mark Andrews type of guy. Ends up at Alabama, then Arkansas, now with the Denver Broncos as a linebacker. And hey, he's not playing tight end, but he's still catching passes there in his first Denver Broncos rookie minicamp. Yeah, you know, we had a really good view on Saturday of practice. And of course, everyone was looking at the the five picks that the Broncos had overall in the 2023 NFL draft. But looking on the field, I mean, Drew Sanders from the entirety of practice was the one guy who looked like the best overall player. And that's not just slide against anybody else that never drafted. I mean, just he constantly caught your attention, you know, with his ranginess. I mean, you could definitely tell six foot five and his wingspan it's going to do well in terms of passing windows in the middle of the field whenever he's on there. But I would just say the one thing that stood out to me from just an observatory standpoint 
is he's so quick to diagnose, very good at reading the guards in terms of, okay, run, pass. I do have to pinpoint here to everybody listening or watching is that there was not a lot of physical contact allowed. You're not allowed to by the NFL, the CBA, you know, so you have to get as much as you can out of these three days to really make your case. But man, when you talk about flying around the football, he did exactly just that. And, you know, for his size, I was pleasantly surprised at how fast he was able to move then you mentioned it. He jumped in front of a pass that Ben DiNucci had intended for a wide receiver, returned it all the way for a touchdown. And, you know, just for me, this is a guy that takes all the appropriate angles in terms of run pursuit downhill. I mean, it's even to the point where he's he's attacking downhill. He's attacking against the run. And even if he's not making the play against the running back, he's doing his job because he's collapsing a lane which the running back could cut. And then you have your help from the other side of the defense coming in to cave in on the running back. It He was fun to watch. Granted, once again, folks, no pads, no physicality really allowed from that standpoint. So can he carry that over into minicamp, mandatory minicamp coming up in June? These are the questions that we have going forward. But man, he made a really good first impression. But, you know, what we're talking about, Drew Sanders and why he shined here at Broncos rookie minicamp. I also have to give some praise to Riley Moss and Marvin Mims. Moss, I tell you what. He is a guy that's got fluid hips, good footwork. I did a video recap over at Mile High Sports for anyone that wants to check it out. But but to me, he looks the part. He looks like he can play disciplined in his backpedal, eyes reading the hips of the wide receiver, whether it's man, whether it's zone coverage, very technically refined. And then obviously Mims, you could just see the route running ability on display. He's got speed. And, you know, he's a guy that could be used in a variety of different roles. It's kind of exciting to maybe project what that could be but, you know, has to get us all the way to training camp. That's right. And we know Sean Payton and the coaching staff, they've got a vision for these players, and it's exciting to kind of start to see it unfold, right? Even if it's just getting bits and pieces here and there from practices or if it's getting reports from people like you or those that are watching practice, Cody, I think hearing that the rookies kind of came in, even though the Broncos didn't have a pick, remember, until pick number 63 overall, it sounds like this rookie class is is pretty impressive. And I, I got a chance to kind of listen through some of their post-practice interviews that they did and the, the post-practice press conference with Sean Payton, obviously. Look, the last thing that you want to hear is that these guys feel like they're just trying to take things in, like drink through a fire hose, right? But it sounds like all these guys have kind of that pro mentality. They just kind of understand maybe... It, the, the, the best way, I think, to put it is from what I'm hearing, it sounds like these guys are understanding the vision the coaching staff has for them. They're understanding what the coaching staff is asking of them, and they're all on the same page, which is you, you can pick up on that, I think, very clearly just from the way they're talking about every practice, every rep, the things that they're out there trying to do, the things that they're out there trying to prove, right? So these guys sound like pros already, which you love to see, especially because we know the Broncos are going to need instant contributions from this rookie class in a big way. Yeah, I mean, they're going to rely on them. And, and once again, too, there's not much of an update I can provide on Alex Forsyth because, once again, no, I mean, you get bags. You don't get to actually engage with your hands in a way that an offensive lineman is. So it's, you know, for me, the defensive line, the trench warfare, Hard to really evaluate that without the real contact. So I wanted to highlight that there for Broncos country. But some other news did come out of rookie minicamp over the weekend in terms of the pro tryouts, right? There were pro tryouts. There were college free agent tryouts as well. In terms of the pro tryouts, the Broncos have signed Ben DiNucci 
to the training camp roster alongside Jaquez Patrick after Trout's. Now, Patrick is a, is a kind of a running back, fullback type body here, and he must have made a big enough impression in the three days in totality, not just the one day we were able to see a media, but in the three days there from grasping things, knowing what his job is, and then carrying it over and doing it. That's something that Sean Payton said he was looking for from some of these trial players is do they know their job and can they do it? And, well, you know, obviously the Broncos will not have four quarterbacks going into training camp. Russell Wilson, Jarrett Stidham, Jarrett Gorantano, and now the Nooch, Ben DiNucci, is joining the mix here for the Broncos. But Broncos country, that's not all we're going to talk about coming out of rookie minicamp as well. It's important. Who are some of the undrafted rookie free agents that caught my eye at Rookie Minicamp, Sarah and I are going to talk about that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You have the Western Conference Finals starting up between the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Lakers. You got the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. How's it all going to pan out? FanDuel is the place to be to place your bet. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Which Denver Broncos undrafted rookies could be on the path to making that 53-man roster Cody, I found it very interesting. After that Saturday practice, Sean Payton, he met with the media and I know the Broncos have a very rich history of undrafted free agents making a significant impact in the NFL. But I didn't realize that in Sean Payton's years with the New Orleans Saints, they had the number one most undrafted free agents making the team of any NFL team in terms of snaps played and all those different types of things. I thought that was a great note that he brought to the table, something that we can kind of file away and think about for the future is that these guys get an opportunity we see the tape on the helmets. Now we don't see the Denver Broncos logo. We see the tape just like with when Sean Payton was with the New Orleans Saints. You got the player's name on the tape, on their helmet. They're going out there. They're getting a chance to prove draft status doesn't matter. Which players from this undrafted free agent group did you see out there at practice on Saturday that are going to maybe shock the world here a little bit, maybe crack this roster? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Because we're always looking for that. And, and the Broncos have had a very, very good history finding an undrafted rookie free agent that's contributed. Obviously, some big names over the course of history. You look at Rod Smith, Chris Harris Jr., look at current guys on the roster, like Tim Patrick's just another guy to name throughout there. Jalen Virgil, undrafted rookie free agents that were hoping to have their names called during the NFL draft. They never did, but they still found a way to make an impact there are quite a few players that stood out to me in Saturday's practice that we were able to view, Sarah. And first off, you know, I think you're going to like this as an Iowa Hawkeye guy. Seth Benson was somebody who did stand out to me inside linebacker there. Uh, you know, he made some plays on defense, but more in particular, what stood out to me about Benson was his contributions during the special teams period. I mean, they were doing a, a return drill, simulated obviously Ben Kotwika, Mike Westhoff, really setting things up. Seth Benson is running down there, taking the appropriate angle, dislodges the ball from the returner, picks it up, and, and it would have been a walk-in touchdown. He's just doing things like that, right? Making plays in a simulated situation like that is something that always catches the attention of the coaches. You know, he might be a little undersized in terms of height from an inside linebacker standpoint in the NFL, 
But once again, there must be something brewing in that Iowa defense because he's very instinctual. And what he lacks in terms of height and maybe physicality or, or quickness, he makes up with intellect. And when, when you do that, you can play faster than you know a speed would dictate. If you're smart, you know where to go. You know how to diagnose things. He had a really good play in terms of being underneath on a, on a vertical seam. And then the safety uh, you know, out of Army was over the top there. Did a really good job helping make that a little bit of a tough throw for any quarterback to make. He's a guy that stood out to me. I had a chance to talk with him, introduce myself to him back in the locker room after practice. And look, you know, he's excited as well because he's not the only guy there. Ray Wilborn is another linebacker who's a former Iowa Hawkeye. Of course, he gets to reunite with Riley Moss, but Josie Jewell, obviously a former Hawkeye as well. And he talked about just Josie's reached out to him and they have this connection there being Hawkeye. So he's a guy that stood out to me. You know, if I have to go through another position as well, let's talk about the cornerback Art Green out of Houston. Had a chance to talk with him. The one thing that stands out about him, Sarah, you know, we were watching from the Burmus media folk, and he he's got really good size, right? He's six foot two, but he's got a good combination. You know how sometimes you have these taller corners, they're a little slimmer. Art's kind of he's bulky. He, you know, he's six foot two, he's bulky. So he's got that perfect combination of size and also I think weight that I think will allow him to maybe play a little bit of role in the preseason. The one thing we do want to see, can he tackle? Can he be consistent in that department? Obviously, for him, he got one of the highest bonuses in terms of undrafted rookie free agents. So they're really investing in Art Green, maybe being a guy for them in some capacity for them at some point this season and maybe throughout training camp. But man, those are the two guys that from the instant stood out to me in terms of the undrafted guys that were signed to contracts last week. Well, that gets me and I hope everybody listening really excited just because, you know, we want to know that these guys are coming in. Like remember after the draft, George Payton, Sean Payton, they talked about how they had some draftable grades on guys that were going after in undrafted free agency. I think Art Green Probably one of those guys, if money talks, if memory serves, Cody, he got the biggest guarantee of any of the Broncos undrafted free agents this year. So it kind of seems like maybe if money talks, then he's the guy that they maybe would say, hey, he's our top undrafted free agent in terms of, you know, that manner of speaking. By the way, Art Green, doesn't it sound like the Broncos picked up a player out of like 1978 or something like that? That's kind of a throwback name right there. Sounds like he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers when they were the Steel Curtain or something like that. But I, I love it. And I love hearing about Seth Benson doing well as well. Like you mentioned, instincts and and playing fast at the linebacker position. I think that's almost, if not on the same level of being like a great athlete at that position in today's game. You can have all these guys who are 6'3", 245, they run a 4440, but if they can't play the game up here, they're not going to be effective at the NFL level. And there's countless examples of that throughout the league right now. For just a, for instance, right, the Broncos have two of those guys, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton, two guys who aren't testing off the charts but they play the game up here so well that they're able to lead and be two of the top linebackers on a top 10 defense in the NFL. I'm not saying Seth Benson's going to immediately go in there and be Josie Jewell or Alex Singleton, but I like what you're saying in terms of, hey, you can play special teams. You can make an impact right away in the NFL. You can play instinctually. You can eventually have a role in a defense on the NFL so or in the NFL. So I think that's that's a really good sign, at least early on. These guys are showing these things. They're able to go out there, make some plays, do some things to catch the eyes of you and the coaches and all those, all the different people out there watching. It's a big opportunity, isn't it? I mean, how many guys? The Broncos had a ton of guys out there 
for this rookie mini, mini camp. Not a ton of spots on the roster available. You love to see guys like Danucci and Jacquez Patrick getting signed after playing in the XFL. Just get that tape out there. Go out there and do something. And I love what Sean Payton said after the practice, Cody, in regards to, hey, we need to get this evaluation right. He talked about how they evaluate these mini camps a little bit differently than just your day-to-day -day practices, right? Because they're going back and they're looking at these players and saying, who can actually make this roster? Who can actually help us? And who do we not want to lose, right? Because you look down the road a year from now, a week from now, a couple months from now, which one of these guys that showed up at Broncos rookie minicamp, you don't want that guy to go and have a great career with some other team. You want to be able to identify them when they're in your building. And that's key, right? You, you want to make sure that, hey, if this guy's in our building, he can play. We want to know that. And it goes back, and they watch every rep of practice, whether it's individual period, special teams, offense, defense, et cetera. They look at every rep, and that is something that Sean Payton really emphasized. I, he's like, I don't want to read about it. I don't want to hear about another guy playing well for another team when we had him here. So it goes to show that the way that maybe they're evaluating things is going to be very strict, and they're going to look at a lot of things maybe we don't see initially. You know, And, and I'm excited about that. It's a different approach than what we have seen from this Broncos football team. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of other undrafted guys. P.J. Mustafer, defensive tackle out of Penn State, obviously got another big bonus as well for the Broncos. Good size to him as well. He looked impressive against Bags. Once again, you can only evaluate so much from the guys that are probably going to be involved in the most contact. It's hard to really give a true evaluation because they're hitting and striking bags. But I'd say for his size, his first step, how quick he moves and diagnosis, I think is a good sign there. And then Nate Adkins, tight end out of South Carolina, a guy with high motor, high effort, high energy, not necessarily a guy that, you know, was going out there and making a bunch of catches for the Broncos. But what stood out to me in special teams period, this is a guy who's moving around and tight end individual drills. This is a guy that was probably performing the best out of everybody that was there at that time. And then another thing as well, in terms of the run game, he takes great angles. There was one play where he drove a defender, you know, essentially, I mean, he could have buried him, but you know, obviously you can't, no contact, but took a great angle and pinned a defender from being able to make a play on a cutback. And Hey, you want to see things like that. And we'll see if, you know, he's able to make the roster going forward. But one of the things we want to talk about as well here on today's episode of the show, Broncos country, Tryout players, which players that tried out from the college level stood out in the eyes of me on Saturday? Who could make a case? We'll find out this week if the Broncos decide to sign anybody. You'll get that on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. Real quick, I want to highlight, it's the Western Conference Finals. If you're a Colorado sports fan, the Denver Nuggets will be taking on the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday at Ball Arena. And you need to know about the Locked on Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Adas and Matt Moore. They bring you all the pick and roll action between Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and this Denver Nuggets basketball team that's looking to make it to the NBA Finals. Check it out today, the Locked on NBA Network. Who were some tryout players for the Broncos that attended rookie minicamp that caught our eye that maybe could get an opportunity to make the training camp roster? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day on your favorite podcasting provider. Or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. And shout out to all the everydayers out there in Broncos country. We appreciate you so much. Sarah, I mean, there were a lot of guys there. And look, there were some, you mentioned a multitude of guys that we didn't even mention. There were some first-year players or guys that didn't have an accredited season like Delonte Hood, 
Bayon Hicks being another guy. You know, they had a, multiple guys on the roster that, you know, maybe on the back end of it last year that came in and had to fill in. And they got an opportunity to be out there just so they can get further acclimated into the system. But there, there are a multitude of players that were trying out from the college level, right? And you'd see maybe some smaller schools like, you know, Division Two, the, the RMAC, you know, Colorado Mesa had a couple, had a guy there. Colorado School of Mines had a couple of guys there, including quarterback Hunter Rackett. And then, you know, you look at Western Colorado, Darius Gaines, a long, lengthy cornerback, obviously coming from Jazz Bain Systems there in the RMAC. But aside from that, these are guys that are all trying to make it onto the roster. And you had some big Power 5 schools as well. So let's take a look at some guys that maybe stood out to me. It's hard to put everybody into the microscope, right? Because when we only get a view practice for two hours and it's only just one practice versus the three practices that these guys have had, you have to figure, okay, hey, who stands out? Who's made plays? Who's who's caught your eye? Who's caught your attention? I want to highlight Carlos Carrier, wide receiver out of Central Michigan. He's six foot five, two hundred and three pounds. But Sarah, I mean, for his size, he moves really fast. He's got really good athleticism to him. And anything that was thrown his way by Broncos quarterbacks, whether it was Raquette or even Ben DiNucci, he was catching everything. And he has great demonstration of yard after the catch ability. And I would say one thing for him at his size to be able to catch something, stop on a dime, make a move, and then get yards upfield. I mean, that is something that's promising. And hey, look, new wide receiver coach, Kerry Colbert, he's got his eyes open because like, hey, I'm going to have all these guys to work with at training camp. We'll see if Carrier made a big enough oppression here for the Broncos during rookie minicamp. Interesting name to watch out for there, Cody, because Carrier played last year for Central Michigan, of course, led the team in receptions and receiving yards. Before that, he was at Maryland for a few years, actually led Maryland in 2021 in touchdown catches with five. So kind of an interesting factoid of six, five receiver catching everything thrown his way. I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? You absolutely want to get that guy to the 90 man roster if possible. Uh, I would love to to find out more what he can do with more reps, more opportunities. And again, is he going to be one of those guys like Sean Payton said, we don't want to be hearing about this guy going to another team and playing well. We want to keep these guys here. So if this guy stood out, it sounds like he had a, did well enough to maybe earn an official spot on the roster. We'll kind of find out. I'm excited, though. I think that's I think it's great to hear like a guy who gets a tryout opportunity goes out there does a great job and makes an impression right away. I love that. It's just a testament to the fact of what Sean Payton is saying. Like you get out there on the field, draft status doesn't matter. Your undrafted signing bonus doesn't matter. Whether you're a tryout player or you're already signed, doesn't matter. Go out there and maximize your opportunity. Hopefully he did well in the other two practices that people weren't able to go watch. When even Sean Payton brought that up, and I think it's important, right? He mentioned the story about, they drafted a running back in the fourth round one year in New Orleans, and then they had an undrafted guy in Pierre Thomas. And they ended up cutting the fourth round guy that they drafted because Pierre Thomas was just absolutely balling during camp and preseason and made an impression and went on to have an impact you know, career with the New Orleans Saints in key moments that they needed it. It's just about what you do with the opportunity. And, and I'll tell you this, one position I think you and I both expressed some concern over in terms of depth or even just size durability would be the defensive line position here. And another guy, maybe a trial player to keep an eye on out of Washington State is Christian Mejia, defensive tackle. He's six foot three, 301 pounds. One thing that stood out to me when watching practice on Saturday is, hey, Marcus Dixon, you know, because the defensive lineman, they actually got to be a little bit closer to us than, you know, some of the other positions. 
He's got, they had some good size to work with. Amazia is one of those guys, but not only does he have the size, but he has the quickness and the ability to, you know, attack and then climb and close down a gap. Those are some of the things we saw. Once again, contact, it was not permitted. So everything will be determined based on effort, energy, the ability to comprehend and grasp what the defense is running here for the Broncos. And can he carry that over if he does get the opportunity to go into training camp? I, I do think that obviously there's Musta for who we talked about out of Penn State. Denver needs size at the defensive tackle position because, look, you have Mike Purcell in the final year of his contract. You have DJ Jones, who you signed, who's obviously an impact player, dealt with a couple of injuries, played banged up last year, missed two games. You know, he could have missed more, played through some injuries. You still need to add some guys there. You need to add some size. And, hey, this is a great opportunity there. And he was one guy that I did see getting praise from Marcus Dixon during the whole process of coaching him up during individual periods. So, I wanted to highlight that because I think it is important. And, you know, I'm curious for your thoughts here, Sarah, as we close out today's episode of the show. I mean, do you feel the same way about defensive tackle? I do, Cody. And I like that this guy's coming off a year in which he had a career best 5.0 sacks last season. So obviously building on a little bit of productivity there to end his collegiate career. The Broncos need that. They need more bodies, I think, on the defensive line just to get more looks at guys. That's why they brought you know, this guy, and that's why they brought in Mustafer. That's why they brought in, you know, the the NFL international player, right? Uh, and I'm excited to get to know all these guys, the back end of the roster players, because this is a position group where the Broncos not necessarily lack the talented depth, but they have they lack clarity, I would say, in terms of what their depth is going to be. These guys, uh, Jordan Jackson, the guy that they picked up as a, uh, futures contract player from Air Force previously of the Saints. I'm, I'm excited to watch this position group unfold in particular. And like we've talked about with Christian Parker many times, the Broncos only retained two coaches from the previous coaching staff. Marcus Dixon, the defensive line coach, being the other one. I'm always fascinated to see, okay, what kind of guys are they giving Marcus Dixon to work with and who's standing out to him? Because I think his opinion as they assemble this roster is going to carry a lot of weight. One also, I'd say one observation that I made, it seems like Sean Payton, you know, being a head coach, it's tough because you want things a certain way, right? You know that, Hey, as the head coach, this is the standard I want to create, but he's also communicated that to his coaches and he trusts them to do it. And if not, like he's going to make changes. So that was definitely evident out there is that, Hey, he, he believes that he and his coaching staff are 100% on the same page. They're all in tune with it, and I think that's important to have consistency in the message, not only just from the head coach, but you're getting that from not only the coordinators, you're getting it from your position coaches as well. That was something that stood out in a massive way during rookie minicamp for the Denver Broncos. And the next time we're going to see the Broncos on the field, Sarah, it will be next week overall, the week of the 23rd through the 25th. There will be OTAs, and this is where the veterans get to come back into the mix as well. You know one thing, here Broncos country, we're going to have you covered every single day, every step of the way here, the Locked On Broncos podcast. And for all you everydayers out there, tomorrow's episode of the show, good news on the Javante Williams side of things. According to Sean Payton, Javante Williams is expected to be ready for the start of training camp. We talk about what that means if he is truly ready to go and what that can do for the Broncos offense this upcoming season. You'll get that on tomorrow's episode. 